Don't be a flake. Don't run away from your feelings, babe. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't hesitate to say, hey, babe. 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 Welcome to Hey, Babe, folks. So Sal is a little late. He's going to be coming in in just one second. There's a parking issue on our block, but he's finding a spot, and he's going to come right in, and it's going to be great. And I'm actually happy that it worked out this way because there's some stuff that I didn't want to let Sal know. Um, that's why I had Dr. Drew is came in today, Dr. the great, the one and only Dr. Drew. Everybody knows, everybody loves. You know his podcast on your mom's house. You know him from, he might have been catch, caught stinking out of your mom's house. You Everybody loves Dr. Drew. If your mom does not want to have sex with Dr. Drew, then she's a man. This guy is your grandma. So I have Dr. Drew in here now, and I have five minutes alone with him before Sal comes in. And by the way, I came here to see you, not Sal. So that's, this, is, this is ideal. This is well, perfect. And it's perfect timing. Yeah. Because as you can tell, I am now actively using cocaine again. Uh, and we need to speak to Dr. Drew. I have two problems going on. I'm actively you, using cocaine. You always seem like you're already on meth or cocaine. Yes. So it's really hard. I mean, maybe are you just one of these people that calm down with the stimulants? Yes. Oh, that's what, so that's why you seem a little better today. Yes. So you're actually you. less less edgy, so less fat, sped up. So that's what it is. So cocaine can be good good too. Um, so that's what Freud thought. Th yeah, I know, right? Isn't Until his friend got severely addicted and he thought, ah, maybe we got to think better of this. He actually developed psychotic. Got psychotic. So, so, so I know. Well, that that's the interesting thing with drugs, right? Is like our people in the past use them a lot for to do many good things. Yes. There's no such thing as a bad chemical. I mean that literally. There's just our relationship with those chemicals and their potential adverse effect and their potential beneficial effects. Right. And you have to understand the risk benefit and when to deploy them and how to deploy them and how long to deploy them. That's all. Then right. it's just then they can be mostly for good. Yeah. I think too, you know, that's like, why you're using cocaine right now. That's why I'm using cocaine. It's yeah. making me feel better. Yeah. Well, I heard <laughs> I just saw an article the other day that there's no known overdose of LSD. You cannot take enough yeah, of it to yeah, overdose. Yeah, but, oh, but, but so what? I mean, okay. overdose is just one of the many things that drugs can do to you, right? right? There's, no really, there's really no overdose on meth. There's really no overdose on cocaine. I mean, you can really take so much that you can precipitate a heart attack, but, but that's really hard to do. Most heart attacks and strokes from cocaine occur with routine use, right. not excess use. Yeah. Somebody has a heart attack, they go, oh, it's an overdose. No, no, no. That's just what cocaine does. Right. Uh, and the same thing with benzodiazepine, the Valium drugs. Sure. Very hard hard to overdose on those unless you add in some opiates, some Vicodin, then it's very easy. Then it's a, yes, as the Greeks say, nothing in excess, everything in moderation. So if you're going to be doing Indoxy. those drugs, moderate. Mm -hmm. um, now, you know, I, I, I forgive me if you've spoken about this ad nauseum already, but I would assume you probably have with other guests, but I am a little bit late to the game and I just listened to Joe Rogan's RFK mm -hmm. Jr. podcast mm -hmm. about the vaccines and about all this information. Now, let me just say, even though I know that I look like I, you know, stormed the Capitol, which I, you know, and I, I was there in spirit. I am a guy who's very much in the middle. Me I, too. I am not at all uh, one of these people that delves down this conspiracy stuff. No, I no. have an education. Yeah. I, you know, my daughter's godfather is an emergency room doctor. Right. Like you have, I, you haven't you used know, that education, but okay. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I have. You know, yes, I do live on Staten Island, where it's a bit of an island mentality, so people run rampant. But I try to take everything with a yes. grain of salt. However, yeah, yeah. after listening to RFK's um, uh, Rogan it, interview, Rogan interview, yeah. he does make, in I thought, 
kind of an accurate assessment of the when he said, show me the 55 year old with a helmet, you know, exhibiting autistic behavior. Show me the 55 with a peanut allergy, which I never thought of it that way. Right. So here's the thing about RFK. I've interviewed, I have a show, my wife would kill me if I didn't mention this show. I have a show called Doc, Ask Dr. Drew. It's on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at three o'clock Pacific. You can get, you can see it at drdrew.tv. You'll get announcements there. And I interviewed RFK Jr. twice oh, on wow, that show. Okay. Uh, and he was very interesting. Uh, I disagreed on some of his stuff, his assessment of AZT and Fauci and stuff back in the day, because I was I was in the AIDS pandemic. I was deep in it, treating patients. Oh, didn't I didn't say you had AIDS. No, no, no. Okay. Very interesting, I did. But but I made it through, you know, I was in the trenches with that. So I had some thoughts about some of the stuff he was saying. So I was pushing back on a lot of the things he was saying. But he, he like, that, that particular show, by the way, I'm here to promote Ask... Uh, uh, after dark, which is the, your mom's house thing, right? Because which is, uh, I was a guest on. Were you a guest on? You were great. A good time. But but I want to talk about this one because it's pertinent to the RFK stuff. I interview on this show. My wife produces this show, and and I interview anybody that was canceled. That's a professional that was canceled, and every single freaking one of them, I learned something. I mean, I didn't necessarily agree with everything they were saying, but I learned something important with each one. And so people like Peter McCullough and Robert Malone sure. and RFK Jr. and all these people have been vilified like cartoon characters. Jay Bhattacharya, who's this wonderful man and a, and a great professional, consummate teacher, and and uh, Aaron Cariotti. I mean, these are great professionals yeah, I know who were yeah. condemned during this thing. I thought, I got to talk to these guys. And I just got so much from them. And they have a lot to teach us. This, a lot of shit went wrong. RFK taught me that there is a crazy, cozy relationship between the regulators at the FDA, particularly in the CDC to some extent, and the pharma companies. They just go back and forth. Mm -hmm. They hire each other back and forth. So of course they're biases. Of course these things bleed into the culture in both the, the pharma and on the regulator side where they're not holding these drug companies accountable the way they should. Then he showed me and taught me that in the Reagan administration, they put in place a essentially a waiver for vaccines where they don't have to do they don't have to do the usual testing. You don't have to right. do what we usually do for drugs. And he's saying, look, I just want better, more testing. That's all I want is just these things to be tested properly. And I, it's hard for me to argue with that. Right. Now, people that are on the other side of that go, look, we've been using these things forever and the testing it goes, speaks for itself. I, yes and no. I, I'd still like it, like for the COVID vaccine, rushed out. I understand it was an emergency, but now let's get go back and do what we normally do: do the right. double blind placebo controlled, tr or at least do uh, just at least do controlled uh, forward looking studies with the controls. Right. We're not even doing that. Yeah, nothing like yeah, that. Like like I just just the other day, my one of my kids was oh, you know we took her to the doctor and they wanted to give her the hepatitis B vaccine, mm -hmm. and I'm like. Why does she need that? And then they also tried to give her the Gardasil vaccine. And I'm like, I understand why she would need that. Yeah. I understand HPV. I get that. Yeah. But why now? She's eight years old. Well, the, the thinking is, it used to be nine. <laughs> the yeah. thinking is that it has maximum efficacy, right? Okay. But if I'm the doctor and I'm working with a family and a patient and you have some reason you would like to wait, we would do that together. Right. You know, we'd wait till when you think she's sexually active or when you think right. you want to get that that added benefit. Maybe it's 15, maybe it's 20. I don't, I don't know. But but this idea that everything is handed from on high is one of the most horrible things to happen in medicine in history. Right. That what, hap what should be a properly trained, caring physician, a well-informed, motivated patient, and we together decide what we're going to do. 
every single case. Right. Not following a pathway that's on my electronic medical record, which what it is what it has become. What it's become. It's right. terrible. I'm I'm embarrassed by my profession. I'm ashamed what happened during COVID. It was disgusting. And I've had to apologize publicly because I feel so bad. You sound bad. like a podcaster. I am a podcaster. <laughs> no, so, I know. I'm like a doctor and a podcaster. So, but uh, so there you are. You brought it. You sort of scratched that itch. I, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think too. I hope this isn't a comedy podcast. No, this isn't. isn't funny this is stuff. the weed. Hey, Viv is never funny. That, um, <laughs> We've established money, that. That's why Rocket Money stopped uh, advertising on us. So, so I, I think though, you know, when I listened to this, you know, well, listened to the to the RFK stuff and thought about it, you know, he said something about. And I again, I just never thought about it this way. He was like, you know, with medicine, a science, I should say, more broadly, science, you question, you should be a healthy society. Everything. Question it all. He said, it's religion that you could never question. Yes. But it's been reversed a bit now. A now it's this, been bizarrely, like weirdly. I, it's, it's never my career or training has anything like this been the case. Right. It's always, listen, we called outlying opinions, really bizarre outlying opinions, interesting. Right. Thank you for stirring the pot. Thank you for making us think things through. We think you're wrong. We've thought it through. You're wrong. But thank you. Right. Thank you. Making us think it through. Yes. Not this this notion of misinformation is brand new and and dangerous. Right. Seriously dangerous. Yeah, I think um when I listened to it, I just I just was like, you know, I know that, you know, people talk about vaccines all day. And again, I'm not a I'm not a anti-vax person no at me all. neither I'm, I'm, I, listen i'm all i used to say that none of vax available for my family i used to right. vax 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 but there are people that have concerns and they ought to be satisfied with better testing and better yeah. decision making with their doctors yeah in concert with their doctor not as opposed to their doctor right yeah like have a conversation with the my you know again you know a family friend who's a doctor is like you should go if your kid is sick you should be going in there with everything you know, every symptom, Googling stuff, yeah, knowing yeah. stuff, and then just spit it out to the doctor yeah. and let him or her decide yeah. what's important and what's not. And and, and it's really important uh, in terms of making that a really positive interaction. Understand whatever you've Googled, whatever you've seen, the doctor's known that's in second year medical school. Right. So, so don't think you're teaching the doctor something. Yes. But it's letting the doctor know that you understand the landscape of what's going on so he or she doesn't have to educate you about it. So go ahead and say, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I've seen. I worry about this. Here are the symptoms. And then just let the doctor yeah. use their judgment, right. which is the only reason you're going to a doctor. Right. Everything else is available. You're going for them to use their judgment in right. your case, which is something they've seen a thousand times before. Yes. But you are a unique case that they use, use that experience to apply their judgment. And human beings are human beings. I get it. I always, when I'm going to a doctor for myself, or really more specifically for my children, I always let them, know, in the most respectful way, knowing, under, letting them understand that I know that they are the ones Making the decision they together, the though. Together, they though. are the experts. No, but I, I know that. But I always make sure that they know that I know at least somewhat what I'm talking about. So you can't treat me or my kid on autopilot. Well, remember what I said: a caring, properly trained physician and an informed, motivated patient. Yeah. That's your best unit. Nothing is more efficient than that. Anything you pile on top of it screws with it. Got it. Now, how do you know if you have a bad doctor? finger in the ass when you're going in for a tennis elbow yeah that'd That's be a sign not, a little a bit a little bit of a concern or if they'd you know, uh, <laughs> we, we, could, we could go a lot of places with this <laughs> yeah but Which, I'm not i mean it's not you know they could also it's not out of the realm of possibility that they're you know swollen prostate is 
You, know, you got to screen for this elbow. stuff. Yeah, you want to make sure you get what you, what you got the patient at hand. You got to do you got to do. Right. So so you see somebody Chris come in, you're like, it's got to be a problem there. <laughs> and and uh, you if they're not listening to you, that's a sign that something's up. Right. Right. And, and it just all they have to do is listen carefully. The one misconception that people have is that the doctor needs to spend a lot of time. Oftentimes we don't. We literally we know when you walk in the room, we know what's going on. Right. We know we've seen it a million times. We can literally smell it. And we right. just know it. And so the time spent is not the issue. But but once we smell what's going on, we need to sit and listen carefully. And that should confirm what we instinctively thought. And then you go on about your business. But that shouldn't take long. Do you? In fact, a lot of doctors sit and just listen for five more minutes just to satisfy the patients. Right. Because we've already decided what we're going to do. But they know what it is yeah, <laughs> right away. No, because we know. We just we made it well, a million times before. Well, I wanted to ask you, do you, with all this, how many years have you been practicing medicine now? I became a physician in 84, been practicing like 87, 88. Wow. Okay. So long time. Yeah. So do you. In, in all kinds of settings too. Oh my God, I've seen so much. So do you feel now, like, has it gone to the point? where you can now, not always, I understand, but certain cases throughout your career where you've been able to look at the patient yeah. and know that there's something seriously wrong before they say anything, before you see any tests, yes. just something you can't even explain. It was just intuition yes. of being an expert. There, there's many flavors and versions of that. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, including, you know, I worked with drug, I had ran a big drug unit for 20 years too. And so including... <laughs> interpreting what drug addicts are telling me. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I, you know, I, I tell a story all the time. Uh, this is just an example, this intuition stuff that got re I had to get it honed for drug addicts. Um, the guy, this guy comes in, this guy really cared about it. I'd seen him like three times and he kept going out relapsing. This time he came in after a, the really serious near death experience. And he's sitting in a chair across from me, sobbing. He's like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm done with this. I can't stand it. I'm going to die. I, I'm, I'm so distressed. You know, it's all this distress. And I could feel he was in pain, man. And as a kid, I was worried about and concerned about. But because I trust whatever my instinct is, I just let whatever comes out of my mouth come out. And I didn't think about it when I'm right. sometimes dealing with addicts. And I just looked at the kid and I went, you're so full of shit. I don't know what the is going on anymore. And he wow. stopped crying. And he looked at me, and I thought, uh-oh, what have I done? He's going to punch me or something. Yeah. And he went, I know. How did you know? I can't tell what's real. It's not anymore. I can't, I can't tell. I, I'm so full of crap. My, the disease makes me, I, I don't know. Wow. And I said, well, I can feel, I feel what's real in you. I see it. I hear it. And we, and we started working together right then. We were able wow. to work. You couldn't could, even really articulate it with words. It was just a feeling. It, it was first I received something, and then I just trusted what was going to come out of my mouth. I really didn't even think about it. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> came out, and I was like, oh. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing about intuition and gut feeling, and I'm, I'm sure you could explain the science of it way better. But, I mean, you know, really when you're feeling something, when you're, like, trusting your gut and that intuition, you're really feeling, like, millions of years, uh, you know, of evolution and cells, and you're 100%. like. 100%. It's, it's literally, it, it, it is a million years of years of evolution of the brain body. Right. It is your bodily based experience in this clinical setting a thousand times that teaches not just your cognition, but your body. Right. What's the feelings of right. what's going on. And so you can, it's a more holistic kind of experience you're receiving. You know, the patient's telling me one thing. I'm listening. I hear it. I believe I, he's in distress. I had another, my whole body had a different experience and I let it happen. Right. 
It's interesting, right? It's very interesting yeah. because because I think a lot of us, and because of societal pressures, we a lot of times don't trust our gut. We go with whatever our parents want to do, our friends want to do. There, it's gut, trouble. <laughs> what a t-shirt. Good. Sal, Sal Volcano's walked around with the Rosie Perez t shirt. I love, I know. This is. We're actually having a blast. I mean, do you maybe go back out and repark your car or something? Yeah. This is not my fault. We're talking about gut intuition. We're talking about RFK. We're talking about where Dr. Drew is going. We're talking about Robert Kennedy? We talked about that. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Oh, wow. I always drummed to this day, and never did I think that I'd be coming to our meeting late in any way, shape, or form. But uh, it is what Let it me is. Just, can we just talk? I just want to talk about Sal's got a nice fresh haircut in the back. It looks awesome. Yeah, let's see. Let's it's, see tapered, it's tapered very well. Lovely, yeah. yeah it's it's clean. Shout out Max for one. best haircut. Yeah, that's clean. exactly right. Union, uh, union. Your, teeth look, your teeth look the straightest they've looked. Well, if I could walk into a room and receive compliments like this all no, the time, but don't, sign me up. This podcast sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank you to the good people at BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. That's it's right. entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Uh, BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map with yes, BetterHelp. It's awesome. And we got a nice discount for you for listening to the show. The good people at BetterHelp have given you some money some money off which we really appreciate go to betterhelp.com slash hey babe today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash hey babe 10 percent off your first month this episode is sponsored by blue chew let's talk about sex guys remember the days when you were always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same ingredients as Vi Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You've been in Europe for a while. Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. That's smart. It's, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. Does it work? Do you think you need to try it for free for a month and see? You're going to love it. You could be missing out on some of the best sex of your life. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. That's right. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners, my friend. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code HEYBABE at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code HEYBABE to receive your first month free. <laughs> Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. My mother wanted to ask, and Sal's mother also texted me, wanted to ask, which just a simple question for Dr. Drew. What's your secret? <laughs> That's what my mom wants to know. That's what our moms want to know. What's your secret? For what? You, my mom wants to know, and Sal's mom wants to know, how are you so handsome, so in shape? Well, hold on. I also want to know. So, yeah. So, so uh, all right. To be honest, it was our fathers who wanted to know. Okay, okay. What's your secret? What's your regimen? What's your skin? Oh, what's my regimen? Because you just, I mean, look at him. You look, you hmm. got the veins bulging out of the muscles. You look at, are you fasting? Are you working out three to five so times a you week? You look like you know your way around a dumbbell, if I'm being honest. So, so, so uh, I used to work out. Uh, I, I used to, I lifted weights my whole life. 
right? I, I worked out. Have you seen the Arnold documentary? Yes. Yes. Didn't, wasn't it the best thing ever? I, just, I loved it. That's, that's so inspiring, that dude. It, very yeah. inspiring. And I've actually spoken to him before. And it's like when you speak to Arnold, it's like, it's like speaking to somebody pretending to be Arnold. Right. It's like somebody playing <laughs> yeah. Arnold. It's very, it's very, disconcerting. But his first Mr. Universe competition, when you saw him on the stage with the guy next to him, yes. I guess was second place, that was Bill Pearl. Bill Pearl had a gym in Pasadena when I was a kid growing up, and he set me up training when I was like 16 for football, when I was playing high school football. And I trained like all the way through medical school and just kind of kept it going. And I, you know, have a, now, a, oh, there, there, let's see. You're looking at Bill Pearl, you're looking at Arnold. That's Bill next to him, the, that color picture, the second wow. one in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, too bad he wasn't yeah. big enough. Yeah, I know. But I, know. <laughs> yeah. I like in the documentary when Arnold goes, everybody at this level is experimenting with <laughs> with steroids. Experimenting, sir? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're actively using. You are using. Oh, the stuff, amount of stuff they use is incredible. The experiment incredible. is how much I can take. <laughs> right. Yeah. Experimenting is that we keep a secret exactly what the what the recipe is here. Um, but... So, so I got into weightlifting very early and, and often, and I loved it. And I set up. Now it was in my my garage. I do it all the time. But now, but here's the deal. Me too. As I've gotten older, my shoulders are a mess. I'm, am I going to get you kicked off YouTube by using the F word? No, no. no. My, my, Say it loud they and are a disaster. And so, they, they they look great. Well, I can't I can't you push the weights can't do I used a bench to like. So, like that. so I've switched my whole. Um, Speaking of getting paid for something, I actually got paid to represent this V-Shred operation who switched me to a more intense, really good program that I've been following, and I feel much better doing that. Wow. My shoulders are better. I can do more. And so it's, as you get older, you got to go more towards intensity and less towards that kind of satisfaction of the sure, pump and stuff. Do sure, you think sure. there's a number in mind, or is it just trust your body once your body starts to get to a point? Yeah, I'm 60, I'll be 65 in a couple of months. God, and, Whoa. And, God and, bless and, uh, you. I'll sign up you look, for that right now. I mean, imagine yeah. this is... Because look at this is what our 65-year-olds look like. But a 65-year-old, like think about my grandmother was 65. Oh, listen, she looked like I, she listen, was 180 it, it, years it, it, look, old. Look, Adam, Adam and I, you know, Adam and I still have a podcast together and we do it all the time. And, yeah. we, and we watch Love Boat every week and do a little recap of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They look 65 <laughs> when they're like 30. And when they're 45, they yeah. look like our 65 yeah. or 70-year-olds. And 65-year-olds like have a character. They're like an old person. Right. <laughs> right. Like right. They, they have to play an old person. Those are some of the. What do you think it is? Do you think it's nutri proper nutrition and healthcare uh, and things? I so I'll tell you what I focus on. I, I as I've gotten older, uh, sleep for sure. I mean, I try to get eight hours of sleep every night. Like I used to do four or five hours when I was practicing full time and stuff. It was crazy. There's no way to get around but, that. But right? you couldn't, uh, no, I couldn't. And, and I just watched a master class on sleep, and I I know it's important, but I didn't I didn't realize how it's how so important. important. I, know it's but I, I have a feeling my sense is. You know, my sense, when young brains and young bodies, you can abuse. I'll sum the whole you, thing up, though. Get sleep. Yeah, yeah. get sleep. You get eight yeah. hours. But but some people don't need it. I understand. But a lot of people do. And so so young people, you can abuse your body. You can. I mean, I, I didn't sleep, blah, blah, blah. But as I got older, I started, I could see it. And so I started, all right, I'm going to focus on this. Uh, you asked if I'm fast. I'm strangely fasting right this week. I'm doing intermittent fasting because I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my weight down a little bit. You I do was one up, week on, one week off. I was on a carnivore for four years, and but not eating in any type of fasting window, just only eating carnivore meat for yeah. four years. And I would just eat like crazy. I would eat whatever I want. What and I gained about seven pounds on that. One. But, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was not bad weight, but I was still I was up a bit, and. Um, and so I'm trying to get I'm trying to get more appropriate for my age, you know, leaner. So what you know, are you so. in 16 hour window, 18 hour? Uh, what do you do? I, you know, just whenever. Yeah, you I, eat from like you start eating at noon, stop eating at like eight. Yeah, it's a little different because I'm you know I'm on weird time zones and stuff all the time, and we go out uh, all the time. So I'll like make it to like you know four in the afternoon 
Eastern time and I'll have some bone broth or something or maybe an omelet or something and then we'll go out to dinner. You know, and that's got it. Right. 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 So you're still well under two thousand calories and all that. I'm probably twenty five hundred calories a day. I'm because at dinner you're going but, wild. But I uh, but, but I you're but, on the move. Yeah, but I'm careful. I'm really careful with what I eat. I, I don't eat car- I don't eat carbs. I don't eat I try not to eat sugar, so I binged two nights ago. Uh, what, you know, what's your binge? Tell me what your binge is. You know, the thing if I could be the things I've had to cut out to, to do the diets probably because yeah. because my, my I look my biology is, is my genetics are not good right uh, my, my dad got overweight right and now. bad vascular disease large vessel vascular disease something you don't think about with vascular disease his aorta was a mess and he was throwing clots to his head and his kidneys really Alley-oop. bad I know and so so I got on <laughs> I got on statins when I was like 35 I'm like I don't want anything to do that and my and my cardiac calcium score is 0.0 so I seem to have wow. pushed this stuff back but I'm pretty clear that I either has this LP little a thing or apple B problems read uh, Peter Atia's book um, new Love book Peter Atia. he's the best he's, he's a on the, all over the zero fasting app that I use right yeah. uh, he um, zero fasting zero yeah That's he doesn't like fasting because you get lose too much muscle with the fasting well mm, no well, but I mean not I'm, on the point of Jackson <laughs> I'm saying, well, I, I do the uh, well, outlive. That's no, the no, book. the zero fasting app. The name of the app is called oh, Zero. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's the app that he's on. Okay, he he's a little worried about fasting these days because of the potential to lose muscle. But I say you just work through, you push through it. Well, well, when I, I think when he fasts, when, when he when it. he talks about a <laughs> when he talks about a fast, he's talking about prolonged. I yeah. think if you're eating in a from you know 16 to if you're eating, I in do a six it. You know why window, I do it? I do it because I have an appetite problem. I, once I start eating, I cannot. I just sing it, I sister. Go, I, I go, go, man. And especially if I eat carbs, I really go. Yeah. And so he that book outlive has the best description, the best sort of lay person's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of uh, explanation of lipid metabolism I've ever seen. Peter so T. clear, yeah. so good. And uh, is a book I, like that a, a, an easy, a fun read? Because uh, I always he, have good intentions, it, but then if he, I'm going to read a book about like, I mean, it's like talking to Peter. He, he feel tough. like he feel like he's talking to you. Okay. It's in his voice. He, for no, sure. he does. Peter Atia does yeah. a great job from you know again watching him on the app. A great job of putting everything that's highly scientific in layman's terms. Yeah, okay. he Very really, good really, really does an awesome. Everybody's Hawkeye when this guy's going to pass because he's got to talk to talk and walk the walk. Peter Atia. Well, uh, he uh, better, his thing. So I was anytime in the next thirty years, it's a disappointment. So I was pimping him the other day. I was pimping him. There's all these longevity hacks, which I word I hate, but like metformin and things like that. And I'm like, I'm like, Peter, what about that? What about this? What about that? And finally, he turns to me, he goes, vigorous exercise, vigorous exercise. That's it. That's the one thing. And then your muscle mass later in life, like 70s and 80s, yeah. adequate muscle mass, that's it. Those are the two things. Yeah, that that's you, the thing. That, like really? when you start chasing yeah. Ozempics and this and that, it's like you're all you're trying to do is get around. Your body has it in you. All mm-hmm. you have to do is, like you said, the vigorous exercise. Like this kid Don't who died, unfortunately, this big influencer. Yeah, it was steroids and stuff. Yeah, it was too. also I mean, it was uh, Nika. Um, what, what was his name? Lindner. Joe Lindner. Lindner. Joe Lindner. He he was shredded, ripped, amazing, and then he dropped dead at thirty. Now oh who knows God. really what happened? But the, he was saying. He his last one of his last I, weeks of, like of posting of was talking about I how wish he wish I could do it. My shoulders, I can't do that. Yeah. I can't I mean, do look it. At those biceps. I've never really seen that move done before. No, it's he said it was TRT too. Yeah, he, they w- usually he was really dumbbells. 
against t- him, he said he took way too much testosterone replacement yeah, therapy. Yeah, yeah, I saw him saying that. Did that say, they say how he passed? And that- by the way, I love the way he called it testosterone replacement. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's no. like Arnold saying experimenting with <laughs> yeah. steroids. I took testosterone replacement. Replacement he, should be just restoring to normal. He died yeah, of what? A heart attack, right? Passed? You he know, died at 30 he, years he, old. There was, I saw some health. weird stuff oh, of him, have, him having thrombocytopenia and these other things. And some of the stuff was has been associated with vaccine reactions. I know. And so that it's like, huh, I don't know how much of this is that and the well, I saw any a clip of you online about a month ago that had gave me a full-blown anxiety panic attack at about of, three of in the me? morning yeah you were in discussion with a couple of other people and uh about that about the uh possible side effects of, of, yeah. of vaccinations and uh i'm not the guy that needs to hear that nor do i need to hear it around 3 a.m man Sorry. i was sweating bullets i was up till about six shaking it off man. he don't know shit yeah. <laughs> this don't know shit. I, I've been searching online. You do you, Sal. I've been searching online for that. That, that like. Uh, Why don't you ask me the, whatever it raised in your mind? Why? Because I'm. I'm generally. Can you give me a full? Uh, like, like, can you give me a full physical right now on, on camera? I don't have my stethoscope, but, right, but right. I, we can lie you down. And you don't need to use gloves on you. Anything? Can you look into my soul and tell me anything? And, uh, unfortunately, that's what's happening already. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, just, just, you don't want to go there. Trust me. <laughs> so, but but. Uh, Look, I vaccinated all my elderly patients. I boost all my elderly patients. Uh, once we got to the um, the uh, Omicron boosters, I wasn't quite sure what we were doing. We didn't have the data, so I advised them kind of hold off unless they wanted it. Then I said, okay, go take it. Yeah. And there should be an XBB.1.15 coming. And, and again, elderly people, these vaccines saved their lives. Clearly worth the risk. 28-year-old male, no risk from Omicron. I mean, none. Why give that guy something that may have a slight risk? That's the part I'm struggling sure, with. You're weighing risk the risk is remote. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it's me doing something to you and giving you a risk where you really don't have a risk. Well, sure. I, that's the part I struggle sure, with. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what that whole RFK was about. Was well, his about thing was, I want better testing, better testing. I'm like, yeah, if I had better t- testing, I could know the risk reward for that population. Right. But we don't have the right testing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's wh- wh- where do you stand? Where do you stand then on like, because you said like young bodies can abuse them. Where do you stand on like short term steroid use? Like short term or <laughs> anabolic steroids or short term HGH? It, it, okay. Tank. So, yes. so, so, short term. You know, so I grew up like I, today. I worked out around all those guys, right? Right. Uh, and they were always bugging me for stuff too. So I knew what they were doing. You know, right. I knew they would, they would go, Hey, can I, that was back when it was all very secretive. Too. Right, right. Cause once I got a license, they were like, Hey, I need this. I'm like, Mm-mm. and, and, and in their late thirties and stuff, a lot of them started dying. And I was like, well, this is not good. I was worried right. about this. Well, and what was the cause of death typically? Heart attack? Lots Just of different things. Strokes, two ribs. <laughs> they died of being two ribs. <laughs> you can only get so ripped. They don't go there. They don't ever read yes. that far in the book. Yes. So it's heart, heart attack, strokes, kidney failure, liver failure. It just it was all over the place. Uh, and vascular disease of all sorts. Doug Brignoli was a friend of mine. He just died recently in his 50s. Oh, um, but like a guy like Schwarzenegger is alive and healthy and he amazing. absolutely was doing all the Yeah, but I feel right. So that so people look at guys like that and go, well, what's well, how did he get away with it? Some of it is, you know, he had valvular heart disease and stuff. He had a, remember he had a big chest surgery oh, and a revision right. of that surgery too. It came out in the documentary. And, uh, and so he's been under a lot of medical supervision. So I'm guessing that's that whatever he did to himself, they've been kind of working on that right. for years. Number one, number two, some people can withstand all that, right? Some, not everybody's the same in terms of the risk of doing something like this. 
back to the point, if if I didn't have prostate cancer, I would be taking testosterone replacement, I'm sure. I'm 100% sure of that. Right. But I have prostate cancer, so I can't do that. Uh, if I were younger now, given what we know about the cycling and, you know, this kind of short-term stuff, and let's say I was 28. Right. God, it'd be so tempting. It'd be so right. tempting. Wow. But I don't think I would do it. Because you because you still do believe, even with all the testing and knowledge we have, there still I, will be long-term impacts. I worry about my genetics. I Got have it. bad vascular disease in my family. I have prostate cancer in my family. Right. I might have accelerated all the stuff that I was able to kind of avoid and do good with. Do One well more with. exercise question. So I'm a cancer I, patient, too, I, on top of my, my routine. I have prostate get cancer. Get out. No, <laughs> so, no cancer so here. Is this a Hey Babe exclusive? I know. Have you no, ever mentioned no, that publicly? Yeah, no, yeah, I'll talk about it all the time. Oh, he talks about, yeah. I'm a part I'm of the press. I'm a follower. You heard it here first. He shows he shows pictures of his open asshole going to his prostate. All, that's, that's how he There's opens no the There's no prostate show. there. It's gone. It's, oh, yeah. Wow. I know. We have now it. When I, now, show him his prostate. And now Wait. when you ejac when you have an orgasm, no no ejaculate. Wow. Prostate wow. is what creates the fluid. So you have no prostate. You have no fluid. Amazing. Amazing. Very clean. Very clean. Wife appreciates it very much. So... Because Schwarzenegger and and I think it was Widener, Joe Widener, they kind of pioneered. Wiener, sorry, Weider. they they uh, you know oh, you start talking Weidner about prostate. I'm thinking wide. Yeah. They they um kind of pioneered the way that we all were taught to work out. Three four sets. Yes. High reps. Well, it was actually Bill Pearl. Oh, Bill, Bill Pearl okay. was numero uno. Put some he respect was, on his name, bro. Put some respect on he his was, name. He was uh, let me just tell the fans, numero sets. uno, because it means number one. Because yeah. not everyone speaks Spanish as our listeners. I just want to be clear. Go ahead. What's under your hat today, by the way? I'm wondering what's under there. <laughs> <laughs> How's your hair, guys? <laughs> Imagine it's a gun. <laughs> yeah. Now, did that, uh, outfit, okay. did that uh, outfit come as a set? This is a set. Yeah, you didn't go around until you found matching things. It's a set, and I walked two blocks in New York City, and nobody even cared because they were like, this is just the way this guy looks. Oh, New York City's you know, not going to say nothing. This is, I'm wearing a, this is a bathing suit. They no. sell weird sets like that all over New Orleans. Did you do this in New Orleans? No, I got. No. I think I got it on Amazon. Okay. I honestly think we should go back to the way children dress. Like, I would have been like, you know what? I'm uh, how, old, how old a man are you? I'm a 38-year-old like, biological I'm male. I'm 400 months old, and your whole outfit's on hanger by months. <laughs> yes. Just go into the store and be like, what do you got for a 400-month-old? And yeah. you take that whole thing with the hat on the hanger and everything. I love that Just idea. Just like you, like Carter should be like making adult line now. I love it. Yeah. I lo That's actually a great Pull idea. That's a business idea. Yeah. Write it down, Pimp. Yeah, but, I would do it. Take but, the guesswork out. But the question I have, because I know Bill Pearl. He's writing it down. And so, but my question is about, about the Bill Pearl, Schwarzenegger, yeah. and Wiener thing. Four sets, eight reps. Right. That was their but, deal. But, Heavyweights. But, but the guy, but before that, there was Mike Meltzer, who his whole thing was, you know Meltzer? I've heard the name. So his whole thing was, and he supposedly, Tank Sinatra told me about him, and his whole thing was, he got fame, Menser, sorry, Mike Menser, his whole thing was one set or two sets max to complete absolute failure, spend 25 uh, minutes in the gym, and you look like that, and that's how he trained his, he won the Mr. Olympia, he was the first guy to get a perfect score, yeah. then all his uh, uh I can tell you for, for sure, that is not how he trained. You think, I mean, open, he may, he was advising other people to train that way, but that is not how he trained. But you don't no think way. the whole idea no of way. going, and he, by the way, one Some set to failure and then take 10 days off. He was only in the gym no three way. or four times a month. No way. Just can't work. No way. Was he okay. selling, was he selling I, books I off of No, no. This is like That's how, what I think. He's, right. sell, he's selling, you know, workout people. Anybody not into that stuff, into looking like that would think, oh my God, I want to look like him. What? 10 days? I'm, I'm in. What do I, where do I pay up? <laughs> it's right. Like, because no, to go, it's hard work. It's daily work. You can take some days off for sure. So you think working out your body seven days a week is the way to go? You think every no, day a little no. bit of exercise? I, I, for me, that's important. But I think 
five out of seven days. You have to. Yeah. What do you, you try to get in every day? I try. So because mostly because you know why I do it? Not Cal What? Not Cal <laughs> you, 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 you know why I do it every day? Because I only do, I only do uh, four reps of that. Either. Yeah. Because my schedule routinely gets away from me, and then there are days when I can't go, and yeah. so I just try to go every day I can. And right. then, then I feel better about those days when I lose lose it and I can't go. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. All right, babe. Every time I travel, you know me. I like going on history tours. I like going on walking Always. tours. I like going on any type of tour. Correct. When I, when I go anywhere. I sent you a U picture of Des Moines Capitol building because I just knew you'd like to see you it. You know I like to see it yeah. and I said I've been on a tour there. I went on a walking tour and you said really what company did you use? Viator. Viator is probably my favorite website, the favorite app I have on my phone, Viator. They literally, when any anything you're looking to do yeah. in a new city, all right. around the world, Viator's got you covered. I'll throw some stats on that. Three hundred Over 300,000 bookable travel experiences in over 190. Yep. Countries. Yeah. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche interesting stuff in between. Viator is the place to go to book memorable travel experiences. I went when I went to London, I used Viator. I went on the Jack the Ripper walking tour. Was the best tour I've ever taken in my life anywhere in the world since Ever. Oh yeah. In Shoreditch? Shoreditch, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We went to the Shoreditch Soho house, got yeah. a little got a little meat and veg. Yeah. And then we walked around this tour, Via Tour, and it's always a great host. They make it so they're always a great tour guide. They make it so easy to find where you have to meet. They send you an email the night before, a text the day of. Via Tour is awesome. And when you book a travel experience with Via Tour, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. And I can attest that that is 100 percent true. So download the Via Tour app now. And use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences. You'll remember, do more with Viator. Listen, bird dogs, yeah. I love their clothes. They make you look good. I know. I agree. I know that you do. Pants and, I and shorts. I love it. Yeah, I got some stuff from them, and I love it. It's quality made, yeah. and it fits really good. You know, it's the same thing as, as uh, Lululemon, but they fit way better. It's, like yeah. the, it's the same exact thing that Lululemon does with the kind of underwear built to the shorts, but Bird Dogs is better. I promise you it's better. I agree. Bird yeah. Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Mm. The shorts do the exact same thing, uh, but better than their competitors. They fit way better than regular shorts and uh, that are made of those stiff, like, like yeah, yeah. maybe those hard-ass yeah. cotton dockers. And Bird Dogs, they have the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and just smelling fresh, baby. Nice. You never all know right. when you have to have your nuts out. Show yourself... <laughs> Yes. All you got to do if you yeah. want a discount, go to birddogs.com slash heybabe and enter the promo code heybabe for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash heybabe. Promo code heybabe. You're going to get the free Yeti-style tumbler. You do not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. They sent me that Yeti tumbler. It's awesome. We love you, bird dogs. Love you. Babe, I got a brand new hour of stand-up material. I'm filming a special for it in December, so come see it live. Before then, we got Atlantic City, New Jersey, the Borgata, August 18th, 19th, September 5th and 6th, Irvine, California, September 8th, Portland, September 9th, Seattle, and then, of course, September 22nd and 23rd, we have Radio City Music Hall in New York City and the Theater at MSG, um, and then September 30th is Las Vegas, Nevada, and then all my October, November, December dates are at chrisdcomedy.com. Get ticky wickies. What's up, guys? You got one last weekend to see the Impractical Jokers first leg of the tour uh, July next week, July 27, 28, 29. We're in Nashville, Indianapolis, and St. Louis. ImpracticalJokersLive.com. 
The second leg of the tour is not happening until January or so in 2024. In January, speaking of, January 2024 is the Impractical Jokers cruise that we are throwing with Eric Andre. The cruise is going to be insane. It's the fifth one. If you've been on it, I know I'll see you. If you've never been on it, you got to come. It's a once-in-a-lifetime party. You can get uh, signed up at getshipfacedcruise.com. And then your boy right now is filming a special in December in Chicago, and my tour kicks off in two weeks, uh, and I'm going to be all over town. Go to Savile Cano Comedy com for tickets we're starting off with just a uh, hartford uh syracuse and albany funny bones and then we are moving along to bowling green and uh illinois and um so on and so forth just check it out it all, it's all out now and uh, i don't even know i think there was a pre-sale i don't have all the information but if you just go to salvocanocomedy.com you, you can locate everything and then buy some merch i got merch tastemates got merch uh, uh, hey baby has merch I'm done talking. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like uh, uh, you know, bodybuilders. Again, shout out to boy Tank Sinatra. He's a bodybuilder, and he says what he does once a year is you know train. He beats the shit out of his body, and then he takes three weeks off. And oh yeah, those guys. You a lot of those guys do that. But he says, which interesting, on the 18th or 19th of the 21 days. Yeah. He said, like clockwork, people start to tell me, even though mentally he's like, I feel like shit because I've been great. in the gym. You look the best you've ever looked yeah. and the most pumped he's ever looked because yeah. we forego, the, in his opinion, and this is what Menser said, a lot of people forego how impactful rest is. Nobody yeah, rests. Correct. Enough. However, the uh, I, I, I had a couple of guys I knew back in the day that a long time ago that did that and they came back after like a three week vacation. I'm like, Jesus, you look great. And they're like, I, I don't know. When, and whenever they would say, I don't know, I have no idea about it, that was sort of code for, oh, they're still taking the steroids. Right, right, right. So maintain it because they could still He did say the in those rest times, way, you know, uptick, uptick on the protein intake, no carbs. So the dieting and steroids is, continued for sure. And steroids, sure. yes. Yeah. That, this, this is the X factor with all this. Yes, yes. Let me, let me, let me throw it the other way. Like, you ever, you ever go me. to get a haircut before you had a, a person that did your hair? Like, you ever, remember when we used to just go in randomly, whatever? Yeah. And then you walk into a place like when I was little, you used to go to the mall. I was not not mall. everyone is as bougie as you. People still do that. Well, you know, I, well, I, I'm not bougie. I just found a guy that did it right and I stuck with him. But when you don't we have witnessed. that guy, we see it. We saw it. Yeah, it's a great job. It's amazing. When you don't have that guy, like when we were little, we used to go to the mall. The mall for hair Super cuts, lemon it was was insane. Lemon it was just they would give scissors to anybody in there. Doesn't matter. And you ever go to get your hair cut, and the guy cutting your hair, the woman cutting your hair, their hair is awful. And yeah. you're like, what am I getting myself into? If they can't keep their own hair tight and nice, yeah. well, then I'm not going to let them cut them off. How about seeing a physician who's fat and smoking and well, whatever? This is what I'm. This is yeah. what I'm getting at. That was my lead in, and thank you for that. Uh, I have a doctor. One of my doctors is 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 it's caused from concern his his you weight know, and and his whole it, it, his whole general they're, aesthetic. They're like beyond like they're real fat. His his yeah he, he or she's. I would argue that they could, a physician like that could still make great decisions and still be a great doctor. It's, I would it's, agree. It's almost like saying your 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 oncologist has to have cancer. They don't. They right. can still make great decisions. They're highly trained. They they don't take care of themselves. That's their problem. That doesn't affect their functioning as a doctor. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, but, you, but, it, but you would wish that they would take care of themselves. But they know where to walk the walk, of course. Right. But it's not that important for the kinds of stuff they're doing right. typically. I, I right. always wonder about like it doesn't matter them. if your immunologist has AIDS or not. Right. Look, if they if have AIDS, it's they fine. They still do right. the same studies. It's the same thing. And if you're, and if you're, am I treating your hypertension or something? If I'm a fat, f it doesn't matter. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. But, yeah, but it might bias how I address you if you had a problem like what I have. 
That's where it could get weird, right? Okay. So if I'm fat and you're like, I'm not taking care of myself and you're not taking care of myself, I might be a little uncomfortable going, hey, we got you got to do this. Now, the way sure. now, now my, I hope what I would do if I were that doctor is go, hey, I have this problem too. It's really tough for me. I can't seem to get it together. But uh, as your doctor, I got to advise you, you got to do it. Okay. You do better than me. Wow. That could be very impactful, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. That could be, that's could be even more impactful. More impactful what do you right? think as a doctor? Twofold question. What do you think as a doctor now with all our advancements in AI and mm. all that stuff, mm. where do you see the impact of that happening in medicine? It, and also, second, what do you think, as being a very intelligent man, what do you think, or you know, person, I want to assume, you, what do you think, um, he doesn't have a prostate, what do you think that- I'm just part of a person. But I don't, I don't know. If it was a man without a prostate, I don't know if it's technically a man. I just don't know. But as someone who's prostateless, what do you think? As someone yes, with a prostateless, yes, thank you for that. What do you think <laughs> that we are getting wrong right now as a society in medicine and stuff yeah. that we're getting wrong that in 100 years, those people will look back and be like, look at how f they were. As if somebody from the 16, the smartest man, the Dr. Drew of the 1600s, thought yeah. that. You know, they, still smarter than us. But. They, they thought that right, but they, they thought that the sun was, you know, they thought the the earth was uh, the sun was going around the earth. Yeah, you know, yeah. that the top people and they were not bad people. They just didn't have information. What do it, you think? It, it, as usual, it's we these things come out of the blue and surprise us, right? So it's very hard to speculate about these things. But the one thing that has bothered me these days is, and you sort of open this this question by bringing up the AI thing. Mm. Uh, and you and I, before Sal came in and ruined the conversation, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about instinct and the importance of instinct. I think that is being minimized to a point that people are going to go, "Oh my God, what happened to that profession? What did they do to that profession during those years until they brought back the caretaking, the instincts, the mm -hmm. things that we really need to do the job of of taking care of other human beings?" The the fact that that has been marginalized. I literally I I listen on Twitter Spaces sometimes, and people are like, "Well, the science says." And what do you say when the FDA? tells you like the FDA has nothing to do with the practice of medicine. There's never I trained physicians for years. I never said what's the FDA's opinion on this. Ever. Right. Ever. If the FDA determines under what conditions a company can bring a drug or a product to market, nothing to do with what our right. decision making is of as physicians. Right. It creates some liability, you know, narrower liability right. uh, sort of avenues for us, but that's it. That's right. it. Yeah. The so point is the Food the, and Drug the, Administration is listening and we know that they are. We know that they are. Back off. Yeah. yeah. Well they have nothing to do with us. They have zero. Right. Yeah, just uh, same thing role. with the CDC. CDC is just a group that advised us with data. That, that we do the practice. We right. we when I train physicians, we're not talking about the CDC and the FDA ever. Right. So it's crazy that the, the, the public thinks that that somehow is the standard right. upon which physician decision making is is uh, made clear. But so that is, there's that. I, that's sort of a goofy thing. But there, there are going to be things we are doing like serotonin reuptake inhibitors and statins that we have worries about. We have concerns about these things. I take a statin every day. But there are, we're going to. Oh, what? Statin. statin cholesterol statin, medicine. Cholesterol okay. medicine. Um, but there are things about these sorts of routine medication we use that one day will be looked at like very sideways, like uh, like uh, like that was causing like, more harm than good. Like you know, they, the this, they once thought this was a useful thing. I mean, just right. just look at the suicide rate in this country right now, right? How much good are we doing with SSRIs, really? Right, right. I mean, it's it's sort of there's a lot of groupthink in medicine, and there's a lot of uh, 
frankly, uh, it, the the drug companies and how these things are distributed have a ma major impact on what we do. Yeah, and so those kinds of things will be looked at very uh, negatively. I think in the right. Well, just future. like just like how they used, you know, back in the day, you know, they would advertise smoking cigarettes. People thought smoking cigarettes was a healthy option to de-stress you or whatever, right. and then Lose we looked weight. at that as like whatever. Yeah. So it's similar. I think too. I think too. Um, you know, like with AI and all these advancements, I think you might be able. We might, right? Uh, and you, obviously, the expert in the next twenty-five years, might be able to pinpoint a lot of problems that are going to happen for people almost in utero and correct them from the beginning, right? Like, th there's a world where I heard people might be living to hundred and f the person that's going to make it to one fifty might be alive right now. Um, it's possible. Go, go meet Shout a out Kane Tanaka. Go go meet a ninety five year old. Right there, there is there is a th inevitable fall off yeah, that I'll happens at a certain a point. And you, like, how, how many, many years do you, you want to live? Like? Honestly, how many? I think before you tap out. No, uh, honestly, no I holds barred. Honestly, can't I wear think, a cup. I think I can beat up more ninety five year olds than toddlers. I think that if you put me in a room with a hundred toddlers, I'd lose quicker than one hundred ninety five year olds. Yeah, well, the bones. To yeah, toddlers bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. The, 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 the old yeah, old folks are great. Excessive cartilage versus a decreased bone mass is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, ours. I have a question for you. Um, yeah. you've seen a lot of people leave their body. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, do you believe in ghosts? No, not at all. No, but I've seen some weird stuff. At, I mean, I mean, death is a very. I mean, one thing I realized when I started practicing internal medicine is like, oh, okay. When everybody else, all the specialists and everybody are done with them, they send it back to us to die, always. And uh, so a lot of death. It's a very specific thing for me. But I've seen some weird stuff. I, I've seen some things like, you know, this one guy was dying actively and he was delirious and, you know, sort of encephalopathic, we call that. And uh, he all of a sudden, at like 11 o'clock in the morning, sat up in bed and went, I have an appointment with Jack Smith at 110. Don't let me forget. And he went back into this delirium. And his family reported this to me. And they go, well, Jack Smith's been dead for years. That's so weird. 110, guy died. One, at yeah. one ten, <laughs> yeah, Whoa. right when he said, right when he said he had the appointment. Well, so, so guy always kept his appointments. Do you, do, <laughs> do you <laughs> think no, then the energy goes on to something else? I, I know have no you, idea. There's no I, right, I, so it's I, I, not I, even I, worth questioning. I, I, when I start thinking about stuff like that, I immediately go into you know quantum physics and stuff and the nation of temporality and time and what that is even. But I, it I does, know. and again, this could just be the product of the documentaries that we watch about near death experiences. But everybody who you at least you see on TV or the internet who has Yes. near-death experience says that they no longer fear death and they felt an insane calmness. I don't know if there's other stories so, where it's so, not. So there's two things about that. There, there is a common experience of dying. White light, feeling like you're around your early family members and stuff like that. Your brain is probably doing that. Right. My wife had it when after she delivered our triplets, she went into shock, had the white light experience. It's sort of a what your brain does when it's in shock and dying You know, dying it makes sense. After triplets, I wouldn't want a prostate either. I'd like, get this thing <laughs> Got here. <laughs> Take the testes too, for God's sake. And, and so, Give me a Bud Light. <laughs> That's very funny. Thank you, comedian. So, uh, you derailed me. This is the aging yeah, brain. I'm about I hate to this. Derail you. So, the your brain's doing so. To the us. white light and the white brain. Light and your wife I, was going no, through after the that doesn't have to be a metaphysical experience. That could be something the brain does, right? right. At the end of things, because after that, there seems to be not much. You right. know, but nothing after that. So I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. I'm so your horrified. wife had the triplets. She had a, a near death experience. Yeah. yeah. What happened? She, essentially, they she'd had a Bell's palsy. Her, her blood volume expanded so much that the, the your fa seventh cranial nerve, your facial nerve, comes out in a thing, you know, these little tiny holes in the skull, 
and it expanded to the point of blood volume that it cut off the blood supply to her facial nerves, so it died, and she developed Pell's palsy, and they put her on steroids in case it was a virus, you know, try to bring the, the face back, which it did. Uh, but then they didn't give her stress steroids after she delivered three circulatory systems, right. and she went into shock, like full shock, and almost died. Like and right, so, th you were there. Yeah, and I was like, so hey. she was dying in front of you. I, I knew something was dr terribly wrong. And, Do you um, take over right there? Is that well, I ran in and grabbed the chart, and the nurses started yelling at me. I'm like, this, this I get fuck, she get out of my out of way. To keep my and I saw they're not giving her stress steroids. Get, yeah, and right. I called the neurologist, and I go, this is a you know thirty something year old woman who's been on steroids for the last month. In shock, not being given stress steroids because the gynecologists don't think about these things. Yeah, what the? And yeah, exactly. Just thinking about vagina That's all day. It's yeah. me mad. And uh, like, so we well, got well, on this. Well, what are they? What are they thinking? Why aren't they thinking along those lines? Though they know they, they they're thinking about other stuff. And the neurologist, frankly, should have remembered it, but but he wasn't around at that stage. I brought him back, you know, and so gynecologists are, are the gynecologists and obstetricians are in the worst position in the world because the surgeons don't think they're Literally. good. They don't think they're good surgeons, and the internists don't think they're good medical people because they don't they do shit like this all the time, and, and yet they're experts in what they have to worry about, which right. is you know. The baby, the, the baby, vaginal, vaginal health, all that. And health. Yeah, do, yeah. But but so, do you actually think if you weren't there, she might have, might Who have died? Who knows? Who knows? It was not good. I've, that happens a lot with my family, where I've had discovered shit and and gone. Uh, we're gonna do something here. My my wife talks about this all the time. That this stuff that I I gotta marry a doctor because yeah. I need I need the safety net. I need yeah, the safety I, I net. Know. We all need it. We all need. It. Now the, the I, I mean I am a physical therapist. I'm a podcast partner, so yeah. I can help well, out. Well, you're my first way. call. Um, the, but let me ask you this. Did you have triplets old school way? Just no, a shot? Or was it no. I, I, in vitro? Fertility campaign. And Fertility in, the, campaign. in the early 90s, there was a lot of super multiples because they hadn't figured out how to give people two or one yet. So they'd always implant five embryos if they could, and they would end up with three and four. What happened with Octomama? She's apparently doing really well. But was she I, an in vitro? No, how did she? How did she? How, yes. did, how do you have uh, eight? I forget. I knew her. I used to interview her and work with her and stuff. The human some, body consists, well, obviously, but how does it sustain eight circuits? It's unbelievable. It's how? She, I, do you? Women are tough. What's you know, going on? Where, you know, where, where, did what's you see? Going I, on I, I went into the Wadi Rum Desert. I tell you about this desert thing. I look no. up special forces. Uh, I went into the Wadi Rum Desert in Jordan with a group of uh, celebrities and we had our ass kicked by uh, Navy, Navy SEAL trainers. Oh, that's a show on Netflix or something, it's right? It's on Fox. Fox, yeah. And uh, there we are, uh, just getting our just ass handed to us. We, six of us ended up in the hospital within three days. Because I was, of what, what, what? I was in the hospital exhaustion. because of dehydration, heat, heat, wow. heat exhaustion. I, I was, wow. I, Jamie Lynn Spears literally saved my life. Literally. You almost died on that. I, I was I was like confused and out of it and she grabbed me and took me to the medic and I was I was trying to hide it because I didn't want to no, there we go. That, wow. that, that's the they would dive out of helicopters. There I am falling out of a helicopter. Was it fun? It was fantastic. I you do it, it again. Uh yeah. Well, uh it was it was the the group of that's us insane. The group How of high us, was that fall? The group of us, it was insane. The group of us got so bonded up that we're like, talk all the time to this day. So, like, so that Jamie was, Lynn Spears are inseparable right now. And, and well, and Mike Piazza was in the group, and he oh, just Piazza. talked to him yesterday. Yeah, I, I figured Piazza. you guys were like Mike. Yeah. And uh, so it's it it was just a lot of fun. But I, you know, I ended up in an ICU the next day. Wow! And um, in the middle of the Jordanian desert, that was my f jump. So you put the uh, whole, you know, that you put the whole the, production on hold then. 
Uh, no, no, no. They no? kept going. You kidding? <laughs> I was just sent off to the hospital. Wow. Does that hurt when you fall uh, from a, it, like we, that? We were about two and a half stories up, and you felt it, but they they just they just tell you how to do it, and you just follow the direction. And basically, you you fell backward. I jumped out of a helicopter before, but not not backwards. Yeah. Me. The hard part about that was if you see there's two rails on the helicopter, and uh, I had to go down to that second rail because I was tall, and it, the blades are right over your head. And getting down on that second, I thought, oh, I'm, this is how I'm going in. I'm going to slip and fall. Because right. you're flying over the Red Sea while they push you, send you out there. It's going fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. When you fell backward. No, they were stopped were at that mo- point. Okay, okay, but, okay. But right. when I went out onto the rail, they, we were still in motion. We were wow. still moving. Did anybody not able to do it? Was anyone like, I can't? There were people act- hurt. There were people hurt. Uh, there people uh, got hurt when they Kate hit the water. Kate Gosling got hurt, yeah. When he hit the water. She hit the water hit and the got water. hurt. And she ended up in the hospital in the bed next to me. Because of that injury? Uh, she also had dehydration and <laughs> heat exhaustion. Wow. But that injury is what sent her They didn't have like in. waters for you guys? They, they, you did, but the water was also 110 degrees. And so it was hard to get. And you only got to it occasionally. You, you know, we had canteens and stuff, but if our canteens were full at all times, they'd punish the whole group. Got it. So, I'd so always, somebody could have, truthfully, like not even being... Um, not even being. They could never have done this in this country ever. So somebody could have actually died. Not even being a high uh, You should see this. Some of the stuff we were doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Pretty easily. And are they doing <laughs> the season two? They they did it in New Zealand apparently just now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're we're all dying to know how it was. Would we, you uh, change the experience? Well, so back to outside what I go of back the, uh, medical outside of ending in the hospital. Um, uh, it, it, that guy, that guy, Remy Delica. You guys should get him in here interview him. He's an amazing that guy. He's the instructor. He's one of them. He, he's an amazing human being. Real deal. A Nigerian guy. How uh, the father was assassinated. Came here, grew up in, then in Bronx. Mother, two sons, no money. After being in luxury in Nigeria, they go bad. He sees he sees a movie about the Navy SEALs and went I I I, I got to do that. He was already a sort Hopefully of in, it was Seagulls. He, he was into gangs. He was selling drugs. He was doing stuff, and he goes to the he goes to the recruiter and they go you you have two felonies in two different states, Jersey and New York. What are you, what are you talking about? And Navy SEALs a big deal. He's like I I want to do this. The recruiter took him to the judge in both states, got him an exemption. Became a Navy SEAL, wow. Navy SEAL intelligence officer, Navy SEAL instructor. No way. That's an awesome story. He's Does he live, and he lives in the New York area. Uh, he travels around. But he lives in San Diego, but, okay. but he's he's doing stuff. That's an awesome show. I, I, I want to watch a show like that. Yeah, it was a great show. And, and so anyway, so we're all bonded. We're all close friends now. And would I go back? Uh, I would have. I would have a hard time saying no. Let's put it that way. But some of it is you're. So, it's such a Stockholm syndrome. They they wow. pull you in to their world so tight that you'll do anything they tell you. How long was the production? It's like 10 days. It, ten, only four people made it the 10 days though. Really? Yeah. And did you have to like, but at, at night you went and you got to speak to your, no, you, oh, no, 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 oh, no, were, no. You could not speak to your family. I, your oh, no, you all you saw were the trainers, no producers, no nothing. Everything is wired up. The cameras are all wired everywhere. Occasionally you see a drone. Occasionally there'll be a camera no. in the water. So this is a real experience. It wasn't like, oh, oh then we'll go back to our luxury oh, hotel. Oh, oh, no. Every second. In fact, for usually you, you, didn't, you didn't sleep. Usually they kept you out watching stuff all night and they'd attack and stuff was going and you, on. you did this because why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. Were you? Did you, someone put a gun to your head to do this? No. Here's what happened. This is back to your point about uh, fitness and stuff. I was. I've have recurrent diverticulitis, and at that point, oh, I'd had multiple. It's horrible. And I had multiple attacks. So I was feeling weak and shitty. I was feeling old at that time, 
And they came to me and I, I like laughed at them. I go, where are you going to send me to Utah or something? They're like, no, Jordan. I'm like, oh, come on. Well, how am I going to do that? And uh, I went, all right, let me think about it. And I went out and I started training, running, like sprinting hills and stuff, like really training hard. And I started feeling great. I started feeling really good. And I thought, well, maybe this is what I need, something really a goal to work on and I'll do this thing. And um, it was a good thing for me. I, wow. I, that's pretty That's awesome, man. That's pretty awesome because I think a lot of people, like I get that email, I'm immediately saying, absolutely not. There's no way I can do it. No, I wouldn't no, open no. email. If I saw well, the subject line, I wouldn't well, open I, email. I would, over, I would argue that over 50 probably shouldn't be doing this because, right. because stamina-wise and, and strength-wise everything, I was fine. I was into it. But I'm older, and so the dehydration got me without my even knowing it. Wow. And the heat and stuff, I became confused. I was out of my head. Right. And it took me a while to come back. Five liters of IV fluid before it could stand up. But then up. you came back and kept with the vigorous activity. No, 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 no. You went. They, that was the really the, the sad part for me. Is they go once I put an IV in your arm, you're out of here. Ah, no that sucks. So, and I was so like, we know now. I tried to like I couldn't uh, keep. You were not one of the four that made it. No, <laughs> I was out fast. I was out but, fast, which but, is humiliating and sad because I. But that's plus, not humiliating. Plus, plus you you, just saying yes to that is unbelievable. But plus, by already by that point, uh, they were did, they did some late night abuse you know they they had them crawling in mud and through tunnels and stuff at, at 11 o'clock at night when i was back in the medic and i heard them crying i heard the women crying and screaming and stuff and i started crying i was like i should i should be out there with them those are those are that's my group right, I should right, be right. with them no if, yeah, it, it, the so fast that happens it's crazy well, let me wow. ask you because you know i know we got to get you out of here but what do you think because everyone talks about ozempic now and all the negative news what yeah, do you yeah. think do you think do you kind of go back to what dr peter atia said and said forget all that stuff just vigorous exercise eat right do well, it the if natural you can't, way but people can't I, I look i've been practicing medicine long enough to know that people just won't or can't can't and because of a, of a mental uh, who knows thing, i just thing? i've been trying my whole career to you know figure out what that something is but people have real real trouble doing it and if and their people have problems where i've got to get that weight off them i i have prescribed it i have i have prescribed it okay. and it works uh, I'm worried about the side effects. I'm worried about the muscle mass loss and stuff. But there are times when you you got to give people a, a leg up, and it sure. works. And so I'm not going to withhold it from them. If, if yes, of course, it's better just to do vigorous exercise and manage or have an excellent diet. Of course, people seem to have a they can't do it. time with it. So this, you think, and is by not the way, a bad. I, I blame big food and big everything for that. Look at the temptation we give. Yeah. You. I mean, it's not people's fault. We we make everything yummy and addictive, and that's that's the world we live sure, in. Everything it's, is it's hard. Everything is yummy. And you have to. I, I had to cut out carbohydrates. So you asked me. I never answered your question. What do I miss? Or what you asked me yeah. something like that? I miss pizza. I miss donuts. And I miss pastries. I miss you don't like, even take a bite of them. I will every once in a while, but I, I try to go long periods of time. Like what's a long it. period of time? Without six months. Six months, without not a, one bite, a bite of pizza. pizza. Not even cauliflower crust? I, I, I may do that now that I'm doing this intermittent fasting and I'm successfully losing some weight because that, that is still plenty of carbs. In those. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. There's plenty of carbs in those in those cauliflower crusts. There's no there's no magic workaround. There so really what's, isn't. what's your day of eating today? Let's just go through Dr. Drew's day of uh, eating. I probably, I, I probably will make it. Hey, I, I have coffee down. and cream in the morning. Uh, I'm not hungry now, and I'm doing great. It's you know, 1.30 in the afternoon. But here. the cream broke your fast, technically. Uh, yeah, and, and so I do a little bit of you know, monkeying, and I would probably get some Starbucks if I have time down in the you know grants at the world trade center okay. and um and i will probably have some uh bone broth uh in the afternoon like four o'clock where do you get that i, I use this company called uh paleo valley okay They're, oh my god their bone broth is so good you suck yeah, it out of like a like a no juice no it's a powdered bone broth that i put it in coffee 
and uh, and then we will go out to dinner and I will be cautious of my choices, but I will eat. You know, because I once I start at that point, like I, what do you right. think you'll eat? Like I'm gonna hope I'll either I I, will, where I'm going, I might order a steak tonight, but I but I tend to try to order a small steak. And, and I then what order, will the sides be? And I will have some some spinach, and I will have a creamed. Uh, hopefully not, but so it'll be tame. tempting. It'll be tempting, uh, and hopefully just a salad. Well, you can't cream in it. You don't even have a prostate. I can't. I can't. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> <man? laughs> um, I I could you text me from now on. Everything you eat in a day, and I will mimic you and then see where we land. Yes, I'm able to, but no, I will not. Okay. <laughs> so, Dr. Dr. Drew, ask. baby. So, Dr. Drew after dark. Uh, what else? Dr. Drew. Oh, there's my alarm because I want to make sure I stop because I could talk to you Birth guys control. all day. Trust me. Yeah. No, yeah. I would talk to you all day, man. I, I would. I, we could go another hour. No problem. Come on back. I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come, come back. back. Yeah. I'm back in a month or so to the city, and I will put love, you we'd on. We'd love the, to have you. Well, he'll do a good Bon Taste Buds. You can do Chrissy Chaos. We got a whole thing. What's what's the taste? Buds? Taste buds is is oh, uh, is uh, Sal's podcast with Joe DeRosa where they debate food. So he'd be perfect for oh that. Oh my god! Yeah, we have yeah. knock knock them down, drag them out fights about the simplest things, oh like god. everything bagel versus cinnamon raisin. Ooh, and uh, we get into, we get into shouting matches, uh, but it's fun. It's all in good fun. Okay, I'm yeah, sure I want to yeah. be a part of that. Yeah. Okay, but um, yes, I will be back. No, for sure. Uh, and. Thank you for getting me out of here because I do have to run up time. Yeah, but uh-huh. and just real quick before we go, just Dr. TV is where you can see the streaming show with all the stuff. The all the if you if, if people have been silenced, I'm talking to them. But I do talk to other people, like Megan Kelly. We talked to a lot of stars and stuff there too. Right. Uh, and then uh, After Dark is really what I'm here to promote over at your mom's house because this is yeah. an audience that would love After Dark. Chris was on it. Craig it. Style, you got to come oh, do right it. On. Yeah. You'd see, we did we do it in Austin every six weeks or so. And um, and then DrDrew.com. I've got everything there. Adam and Drew. Drew more The Drew podcast right. is more with professionals and scientists and things. But Adam and Drew, we still are together after all these years. And then real quick, That's before fine. we get you out of here, just real quick, one, two, three, we do an FMK, you know, kill for you dr dr oz dr phil dr martin luther dr martin luther king okay fuck mary kill dr oz dr phil dr martin luther king Can i, I already know where he's going with it but well just, oz is a personal friend and a guy i admire greatly i mean so, i really really admire the guy he he was the head of cardiovascular surgery at columbia presbyterian hospital that is one of the highest positions in the country that's who that guy is marrying him got it uh okay. who were the phil dr and, martin luther king dr phil i guess Okay, Martin Luther King. Why the hell not? That's what <laughs> I would do. And I love that guy too. I really do love him, but uh, he's, uh, I don't have the quite. The, I don't know him, so I have the same warm feelings that I have for Oz, and I have to kill that. <laughs> love it, Doctor Drew. Everybody, follow him everywhere. I love that soundbite. <laughs> this has been Hey Babe.